happy holidays. I hope you are staying safe, healthy, and happy. I am doing my best. I'm actually feeling pretty good lately, uh, but if you haven't noticed, uh, we're releasing on Tuesdays now. Because, yeah, Sunday nights just are tough. Uh, I said that last week. I'm going to say it again. Sunday nights just stink, you know? I don't know. I don't know what it is about them. But anyway, uh, this is a special episode, so hopefully that makes up for uh, the change in schedule. This is our holiday special, and it's actually all going to be the same thing uh, multiple times uh, with a little twist at the end. Uh, But basically what we're going to do is read letters to Santa. Uh, These are letters that children sent in to newspapers uh, in order to try to reach Santa Claus uh, to ask for gifts. But these are all from the same paper. And you're like, that's kind of boring, right? Well, no, because they're all from 1898. So it'll be unique uh, to most, if not all of you. Uh, It was new to me, you know, going through these. I had never stumbled upon uh, letters to Santa from 1898, believe it or not. Uh, so yeah, so it should be fun. Uh, these are all from the Buffalo Times, and they were published on December 21st, 1898. So it's going to be a fun little look into what it was like to be a child back in 1898 and what kind of toys they were looking for. So first, though, I would like to read uh, the little introduction that the Buffalo Times included here. The following letters, sent to the Times and addressed to dear old Santa Claus, are intensely interesting. Some are pathetic, some a bit humorous. The letters from the children of the poor appeal to all good hearts, and it is to be hoped some of the liberal people of Buffalo and vicinity will imitate Santa Claus and gladden the little hearts to the extent of their ability. Uh, (laughs) My favorite part was the fact that... not pulling any punches they said how pathetic these are <laughs> i assume the language was different back then but now you hear it you're like woof woof okay uh that's not very nice to say um uh <laughs> but yeah if, so if you didn't catch it at the end uh, the paper actually encouraged people who were reading these to send gifts to these children and the reason why is because each child also included their address. So hopefully some of these uh, fine people of Buffalo were able to give these kids a very Merry Christmas. Here's our first one. Dear Santa Claus, I love you very much. You never came to our house, but I wish you would come this year. I want a desk, a game, and a blackboard. And if you cannot bring me these three things, bring me a desk. I am 12 years old and I like you very much. Anna S. 19 Purdy Street, upstairs. It's so cute, right? How cute is this? <laughs> We're just getting started. This is so sweet. Um, but I do like how it started with, I love you very much. And then at the end, signed it with, I like you very much. It's like, time's ticking, Santa. You better bring these gifts. Or or this this is, this is, this is going to get interesting here. I like you a little. I don't like you as much. I don't really like you potentially to hate you know we'll see we'll see if santa can pull through the next one dear santa claus i heard you had an office in buffalo so i thought i would write and tell you what i would like a book a doll a stove a set of dishes and a storybook would please me very much now dear old santa claus please don't forget my dear little sister may she wants a doll's buggy 
I am six years old and will always be your dear little friend. Loretta Walski, 28 West Parade Avenue. Oh, I hope that that years later, Loretta was able to read this again, because I think it's just so sweet. The whole, I'll always be your dear little friend. Oh, my goodness. And also thinking about the little sister, May. Oh, my gosh. Okay, these are so sad, though. <laughs> I mean, especially that first one, like, Santa, you never came, but hopefully this year. Uh, okay, let's see. Let's see what this next one has for us. Dear Santa Claus, I thought I would answer your letter in the Times. I would like a new dress and a new pair of shoes, size 3, and a ring, if you please. My mama was sick for two years, and my papa gets low wages, and we don't expect anything if you don't bring me anything. And a bag of candy, and that is all. Goodbye. Merry Christmas to you. P.S. My age is 13. Please do not forget Ma and Pa. Mini Shoe, 135 Ash Street. I, I hope... I hope that if someone did bring Minnie some sort of gift, I hope that they also included something for the parents. Oh, how sweet and sad. Saying, just just putting it out there, saying mom mom was sick, pot was, uh, earns low wages. I really, really hope this, uh, this, uh, had an effect on the fine people of Buffalo who were reading. I was gonna say I wish this were a thing nowadays, but I guess it it was for me growing up. You know, going to school, we had a lot of um, gift drives, and you get a little ornament off the tree. But yeah, I I hope that if you're all able to, um, you know, give back this holiday season any way you can, I hope I hope that I hope that you do. Um, actually, I'm gonna talk about that later too. But let's read a next one. Dear Santa Claus. I want a pair of skates and a small steamboat. Also, a box of paint with a drawing slate. And bring my brother Chester what you like. Yours truly, Harold Bookheit, number 369 Plymouth Avenue. <laughs> Poor Chester. <laughs> Poor Chester. Harold's like, yeah, I'm not, not going to bother to ask Chester what the, whatever the heck he wants. Santa, whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. Santa shows up with a bottle of scotch. Here you go, Chester. This is for you. I guess maybe kids in 1989 were drinking Scotch's medicine, so maybe that was actually a useful gift from Santa, but yeah. Dear Santa Claus, I'm a little girl, nine years old, and I would be very much pleased if you bring me a doll for 75 cents, and a buggy for 45 cents, and a cradle for 25 cents, and a doll's kitchen for 19 cents, and a wash tub for 25 cents, and a chair for 25 cents, and a set of dishes for 50 cents. Your friend, Florence Emmerling, West Seneca. I mean, Santa, how could you not? Florence has it all budgeted out for you. It comes out to $2.64. Like, easy. Easy peasy. Which, by the way, uh, based on the sites I checked, is about $83 nowadays. So probably a little little pricey for most people, but um, at least... uh, Uh, at least uh, at least they included the budget so you could say okay yeah let's move on i can't afford this you know just just keep keeping it honest i do find it interesting that florence knew the price of every little thing too like florence is going to the stores with a notepad writing down each price just to make sure santa knows uh, so he knows how much money to bring to the store Um, or maybe how much money to pay his elves hopefully um, it's a living wage but um, yeah Anyway, let's go on to this final one uh, before we switch things up a little. Dear Santa Claus, 
As I am a little boy, age 11 years, and go to school every day trying to learn all I can and am an orphan, and got no one to help me but my dear old grandma, I thought I would write to Santa Claus and see if he would remember me Christmas time, and anything he would send me would be acceptable. Yours with respects, Charles Gleiss, 258 Seneca Street. And uh, this is our last one for a reason. So for most of these, I, for fun, decided to search their names. So I searched each person's name along with Buffalo uh, or the Buffalo uh, newspaper, the Buffalo Times or something similar uh, to try to find any information on them uh, down the line. Most people, there was nothing. Um, And as my uh, wonderful stepmother likes to say, no news is good news. Uh, so let's go on to see what I found about Charles here. Uh, this is not good news. This is not a happy thing, but this is also not a comedy podcast. So, uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a reality check here. This is what I found regarding Charles Gleiss, uh, after this was published 1898. The next time that I saw him mentioned was in November of 1907, which is Nine years later, Charles Gleiss, a stenographer, 21 years old, of 93 West Mohawk Street, was found very ill in his room this morning about 8 o'clock. He was taken to the emergency hospital, where it was found he was suffering from morphine poisoning. Gleiss had taken some headache powders, and it is supposed that they contained morphine. So Charles Gleiss has a headache, nine years later, uh, starts to take morphine, and ends up very ill from it, and ends up in the hospital. And then we don't hear from Charles for another nine years. And here's the next thing. This is from the Buffalo Courier, July 16th, 1916. Charles Gleiss of number 405 Chicago Street, when arraigned before Judge Brennan in city court yesterday for vagrancy, said he was a minister from the other world, and that his grandmother was a millionaire, but worked every day. He was sent to the municipal hospital for observation. Charles, nine years later, is now, quote, a vagrant. And I would venture to say he is mentally ill. I'm not sure if uh, his issues with morphine nine years earlier had to play in it. Of course, I'm not going to make any assumptions, um, but that's all we hear. So between the morphine incident and then nine years later, we hear about um, the incident um, with his being arrested for vagrancy and saying that his grandmother was a millionaire, even though she worked every day, and that he was from another world. And here is a newspaper clipping of the same event from another newspaper, the Buffalo Enquirer, from July of 1916, titled To Probe Sanity. The weird answers offered to questions asked him by Judge Brennan in city court today were the causes for an investigation to be started regarding the sanity of Charles Gleiss of number 405 Chicago Street. He was sent to the municipal hospital, and a report will be made on his condition Monday. Unfortunately, there was no report that I could find about his condition. And like I said earlier, fingers crossed that no good news is good news, because that was the last we heard of Charles Gleiss. And you might be wondering, why did I bum us all out? Um, Part of it was because I wanted to uh, show another side of the holiday season. You know, uh, well, it was a bummer to begin with, with those children who didn't have much 
um, and who were looking for uh, anything that they could get from Santa Claus. Um, but then you have someone like Charles who, you know, grew up and had issues with um, uh, presumably homelessness and mental health and and ended up in the hospital for observation and, you know, had no parents, had just a grandma to take care of him. And that's all we hear from him. I don't know what happened, but uh, it, it very much shows the other side of all this because each child that wrote one of those letters to Santa has a story beyond that day. And I read a handful of an entire page worth. I mean, I read through them all, but I only included a handful. And the same is true for all of the personal ads I read. Each person that I read an ad for has their story, whether it's their story of love, their story of life, whatever it is, it goes far beyond what we see. That's why when I started the show, I made it very clear that my intention will never be to make fun of any of these people, uh, to mock them for putting themselves out there, but rather to celebrate them. Uh, because you know, uh, based on what we read, they deserve to be celebrated. You know, we don't we don't hear that much about them, but uh, they have their own lives and they have their own experiences that uh, go hand in hand with ours in some ways. And you know, who are we to judge? So whatever happened to Charles Gleiss of number four hundred five Chicago Street? You know, we can hope that it was all in the end for the best. But of course, you know, we can't say that for sure. And we can't say that for everyone that is included in these episodes. So with that, I would once again like to encourage you to give back if you can to any organizations, to any people you know, whether it's somebody you know who uh, has been distant lately that you'd like to reach out to, that can make a huge difference. Um, Whether you can help financially, uh, whether you can help by making food for someone, anything, especially this year when things are so tough. And if you're someone who needs help, do your best to ask for help. I know that is not always an easy thing to do, but if there's anyone out there who can help you, I encourage you to try to reach out and see if you can get some help. With that, I'd like to be a little more specific and uh, encourage you to donate to an organization that I think is uh, not only relevant to this episode, but relevant to uh, what we're going through right now in um, in the world. It's an organization called HealthPoint, and it's a community-based, community-supported, and community-governed network of nonprofit health centers dedicated to providing expert, high-quality care to all who need it, regardless of circumstances. Uh, especially with COVID happening, it is so hard for so many people to seek healthcare uh, in this country. And it's an absolute travesty. And of course, there's so many changes that need to be made. uh, And hopefully organizations like this will one day not have to exist. Um, But for now, I'd like to support this organization myself. And I'd like to encourage you all to do the same. Um, I'm going to put up some of my own money. I'm going to put um, $250 uh, down like as a donation to uh, HealthPoint. And I want to encourage you to do the same. And um, I hope that together we can get up to $500. And I'm going to be kind of tracking it. Um, so that's why I'm saying specific numbers. Um, I am going to give you a little something. It's not much, but... For everyone who donates $5 to 
health point. If you email humanseekinghuman at gmail.com with proof of your donation and um, an address, if you're willing, uh, I will mail you a Human Seeking Human sticker. Like I said, it's not much, but (laughs) I've got these stickers uh, and I, you know, want to do something with them. And I figured why not encourage people to donate so that I can give these stickers out. Uh, So yeah, if you are interested in donating to HealthPoint, go to healthpointchc.org and uh, yeah, send an email to humanseekinghuman at gmail.com with proof of your donation of $5 or more, and I would be happy to mail you a sticker. Um, Yeah, so I better get some envelopes and stamps uh, going but uh, <laughs> uh, so hopefully hopefully I'll have to buy more because that means so many of you are donating. Uh, and then hopefully that means that I'll have to get more stickers. But um, I'll do my best to make sure every single person who emails will get their sticker. You have seven days from the release of this episode to submit your proof of donation. So that's going to be December 29th. That's it. That's all we've got for today. Uh, Thank you for being here with me. I do hope you have a wonderful holiday season and that you have been having a wonderful holiday season. I'm sure for many of you, it's been uh, difficult, uh, especially being away from family. Um, For what it's worth, I am too away from family this year. I am spending my uh, holiday alone in uh, Los Angeles, but I'm honestly very grateful for my life and how things are. So I can't complain. Um, yeah, but if you want, I'm actually planning to stream, uh, on my Twitch channel on Christmas day. I may or may not be wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog costume because, uh, my viewers decided that was something they needed from me. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if the the timing works out. But anyway, I'll be on Twitch if you need uh, a friend to talk to or a big group of friends, uh, because everyone there would be your friend, everyone in chat. Uh, yeah, be around. Hopefully see some of you there. Uh, but no matter what, I hope you have an amazing holiday. I love all of you. Thank you for being here with me. I'm grateful that I have this platform during this time. Uh, yeah. And I will see you next week until then.